What's going on, everyone? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined today by Coach Pace, Coach Murph, and Coach Natty T. Got a lot of NFL talk, but first, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. You know what I'm saying? We out here doing the thing. Black Friday, still, you know, still committed to the cause. You know, out here to drop knowledge because we know that y'all would miss us if we didn't come out with something this week. So we thought... Uh, you know, since people in the spirit of giving, we'll go ahead and give y'all an episode this week. So you are welcome. In it's only it's only a half an episode. Everything is discounted. So 50 percent off on this pie will be out in like 30 minutes, 40, 45 minutes. All right. Ironically, this is our 50th episode. So I guess wow. yes, yes, yes. We will start season two next week. Next week. So, all right. Well, we've had a lot of games transpire already throughout this week. So I know we're going to talk about some of that. Uh, but you know, as Coach Pace does best, he calls people out when they need to be fired, when they need to be benched, or we just got a lot of questions about that. So go ahead, Coach Pace. Tell us who's on your hot seat this week. Um, so I'm gonna start out. I'm gonna start out with the Cowboys, man. <laughs> been, hey, already like first of all, because y'all was supposed to run away with the division. Oh. Supposed to run away. And personally, now I'm rooting for Philly. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> because I, I, I mean at this point. Y'all, whatever can go wrong will go wrong. I'm not even gonna call out any players. I'm gonna just say the Cowboys. It, it, the, you guys, I don't understand it. I don't understand. It's, You're allergic to prosperity. Like really, y'all it's the monkey butt running around there. Like it's 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 disgusting. It's disgusting. Y'all lose to people y'all shouldn't lose to. Can't run the football. When y'all should blow teams out, you lose. I just. Ah, Cowboys. I mean, y'all, y'all, what y'all got to say, man? I just, I've been waiting to put them on the hot seat. I knew they was going to be on the hot seat sooner or later, but why not? They didn't lost. How many games they didn't lost? They didn't lost two games in a row? No, because uh, they played Atlanta the week before, but they they lost two of their last three. Y'all about to say two of the last three. Yeah. I mean, y'all was really, y'all really supposed to be like, y'all supposed to be the Broncos. And y'all was supposed to beat the Raiders for sure. That was supposed to be a gimme. Yeah. And then y'all was supposed to be, I don't know who y'all lost to before that, but it really don't matter. Y'all stink. It was the Bucks. It was the Bucks. Yeah, week one. Gotcha. Well, hey, man, listen, you stink. You stink. They could have won that game too, though. So See, that's what I'm saying. Like these games that y'all really should win, y'all not winning. And y'all know what? I feel like I feel like it's about that time where Cowboys just flame out, man. It's it's getting close. It's getting real close. I was telling the guys before the show that that game yesterday took a, a, at least three years off of my life. Right? I don't understand what is happening. Like I understand you have two wideouts. Okay, that just. You, your your first wide out is out, you know. Amari Cooper is out, you know, he's always got something going on. But then CeeDee Lamb's out because of a horrible throw by Dak Prescott. 
you knocked your receiver out essentially because you threw a horrible pass. Okay. Not to mention that that right there cost me money. I know we ain't <laughs> had that section. I had literally everything on my parlay. Everyone else had scored a touchdown. All I needed was CD Lamb to get his and he get a concussion because Dak Prescott threw a horrible pass. Anyway, I, I'm just looking at it. why Why aren't we running the ball? Like, why can't we run the ball? We got our line intact. So, look, what, what's stopping us? Why are we throwing the ball this much? And, yeah, I'm just disappointed. Coach Natty go ahead. Do, do what you need to do, man. I, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't – I have zero concerns about the Cowboys. I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs, maybe win a playoff game. And that's it. That them losing yesterday is not going to change that. Their defense is a turnover, high turnover, opportunistic type defense. So when they lose the time of possession, they're going to get exposed because they're not disciplined. That's what you saw yesterday. Because they decide that, you know, Mike McCarthy decides he wants to throw the ball 47 times, but the Raiders has one of the worst run defenses in the league. I think he probably just thought that's what everybody assumed that they were going to do. So he's like, oh, well, let's try to switch it up and throw the ball. Like, well, no, you go ahead and run the ball. Win that time of possession, keep your defense off of the field, and do what you got to do. But overall, again, I mean, I don't – that loss yesterday doesn't really change anything – in terms of my opinion of the Cowboys, because again, they'll they'll play the playoffs. Depending on who they play, maybe they win that first game, but that's about it. I mean, will they make the playoffs? I mean, they played this like the Saints played bad last week, but we know what they're capable of, and that's who y'all got up next. Outside of that, you still have the Cardinals on your schedule, and then you have us at the end of the season. And I think y'all have don't y'all have like Washington, yeah, Washington twice, and the Giants. Yeah. So I don't know about that, especially with Philly schedule. We got the Jets coming up, Giants. Like our our schedule is a lot easier on the back end, and we're getting hot at the right time. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm on a scale. I think 70% of me is saying that, you know, the Cowboys are running away with it because in order for us to make it, we pretty much just have to win out. And, well, we'll if we win out and we'll need them to lose, a, like, a game outside of losing to us at the end. Um, so they still are in, you know, a really good position. But it does make things really interesting. So... I'm curious how to end up. I'm excited. Like, I spoke on the podcast and I told people uh, before the season started, like, I expected Philly to be, you know, third, fourth in the division because um, it was just kind of like a let's see what we got type year. It wasn't like a re- – like, you had enough pieces just to say that it's not a rebuilding year. Uh, it's just kind of like, hey, you got this young squad. Let's see what you got. And I'm, I'm not going to – I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I like what I'm seeing, though. You don't think they can get to 10 wins? I think 10 wins to get you in. They're at seven now. Out of the next, they play the Saints, they play Washington, they play the Giants, they play Washington, 
play the Cardinals and then play y'all. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they get that 10 wins. Yeah, they'll, they'll get three. 10 wins get you. They might know. I mean, they may. I mean, yeah, division possibly, but. Yeah. I mean, that gets you in the playoffs at least. So. Yeah, and, and that's all they need because, like, if they – Nobody expects anything from the NFC East, regardless. Like they believe that we shouldn't be have an option to be in the playoffs. <laughs> so, and there's years that I agree with them. I mean, me and Coach JP3 talk about it all the time. Where it was just like, yeah, we none of us deserve to be there. So, I mean, yeah, ten wins can get it done. I mean, Philly would just have to win out to make it happen. Uh, but, like, as for the Cowboys, if anything, we expected them to make the playoffs this year, and that's it. Because, I mean, nobody really thought they would beat anybody in the first round in the NFC. So, I mean, if they don't make it, that's going to that's gonna look real bad. Real bad. Dad coming on at $75 million to miss the playoffs to – you know, Jalen Hurts, a first year fully starting with the new head coach. Plays rock, paper, scissors to evaluate talent. Like, that's just. Maybe that's what y'all need to start. I mean, you're, I mean, your head coach shows monkey butt to. Yeah. <laughs> to hype the team up. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not much. I'd rather play rock, paper, scissors and watch a monkey's butt on the screen. And what was going on with Anthony Brown yesterday? My dude was out here getting torched. Listen, it was Kevin King. That's what it was. Yes. Kevin King kidnapped Anthony Brown. And Kevin King dressed up as a Dallas Cowboy last night. Because he hadn't really got penalties much at all this season. He got four yesterday. Four. Defensive penalty by himself. But that's what I'm saying. That's the problem with their defense, though. Because I think. I mean, if you look at the Cowboys the last two years, like their defense just straight up suck, scheming wise, execution wise. Whereas this year, they're just more, which a positive, they're more like, there's more energy there. But they were too amped up yesterday. That's why it was getting in fights yesterday. That's what yeah. happened. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's just getting, it's getting too amped up. It's like, dude, calm down. Just play the game. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. But I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I expect the Cowboys to make the playoffs, maybe win a game. Maybe. But yeah. that's pretty much it. Because I think – I mean, I think the NFC is better than the AFC, obviously. And it just so happens, like, I think those top four or five spots in the NFC, those are the top teams in the league just because the AFC is the weaker conference this year. But, I mean, if, if playoffs started today I, and they had to play the Rams, I'm taking the Rams – they had to play Green Bay, taking Green Bay. They had to play Tampa Bay, taking Tampa Bay. They played the Cardinals, taking the Cardinals. So they're just they're just behind those four teams. <laughs> so be at my yesterday city. didn't change that for me. Even them, it doesn't necessarily drop them down. It just they just stayed right in that slot behind those other teams. Mm-hmm. That's just reality. I'm pulling up if I'm pulling up if they end up in my city, just so I can. Clown them when they lose. <laughs> Real part of this is my fault because I don't know why I had any expectations. I told, at- I told you, James. I told you in the text. I said, don't get too overly emotional because they will leave you suicidal. You just got to watch it and just accept it for what it is. 
You get too like you you believe in the hype. You listening to Jerry Jones too much. You're gonna end up like on a cliff somewhere. You just gotta just watch it, know what you're getting, know what the expectation, the realistic expectations are for the Cowboys. You'll be fine. Like they're good, they're a good team, but that's it. They're good, not great. They're good. Like your insight, yeah, your insight going into every season should be how I am with Philly. Like I don't really expect anything. I'm just like, (laughs) (laughs) like even our Super Bowl run year. Like, because, I mean, Carson Wentz didn't play the greatest, but I also knew then, I was just like, okay, Lane Johnson is out, young receivers. I mean, he – he the O-line was constantly rotating his first year because of all the injuries because Philly has a bunch of older guys on the team. So, the second year, I was just like, oh, okay. Oh, he's looking good. He's looking good. He looks really good. But even then – Playoff, he goes down. Playoff started. Nick Foles is in there, and I'm just like, oh, I mean, we can we can beat Atlanta. Yeah, we can do that. We did that, and then next thing you know, those wins. I'm like, so just leave a lot, a lot of room for you to be surprised. (laughs) Don't don't do that. It's the NFC East. Just go in and just like, hey, this is our team. Let's see what we got. Yep. You know what? It hurt, man. But like, it, I needed to hear this. I needed to, you know, it, you have to be objective, and you are as objective as they come as well. So, huh, I'll, I'll probably need therapy after this episode. But well, yeah, got to. You know, hey, I got two more for y'all, by the way. Okay, talk about these two. I'm gonna let y'all. But we got Baker Mayfield as well. <laughs> yeah. He's in the hot seat because I feel like at this point, bro, you need to just sit down. If you hurt and ailing that much, you need to sit down. And if he don't win, I mean, honestly, he's been on the hot seat for the last, like, three years. But if he don't win tomorrow, which I don't think he will, of course. Wow. Jim Harbaugh, got to go, bro. It's it's that time, bro. You can't lose six in a row to your rival. And seven tomorrow. It'll be seven tomorrow. But you can't lose seven in a row to your rival. Have a losing record against your biggest rivals, not really getting to the playoffs ever, and keep your job. So them two, them two, especially yeah, especially Hardball, it's about to be a wrap, man. So I, I just we can talk about Baker first and then get on Hardball because Hard actually we can talk about Hardball whenever. But Baker first, man. What y'all what y'all think about Baker, man? I think Buddy should shut it down. Cause he ain't really doing much. Go ahead, uh, uh, yeah, I, I just want to say he's just trying to prove a point. I mean, remember we talked about this a couple weeks ago. He's one of those players from his quarterbacks from his draft that hasn't gotten the new deal. So he's just trying to sit here and prove himself. But what I don't like how he goes about it is that I understand like. Dak, for instance, when he had to play out his last year, he went out there, he balled, when he struggled, he struggled, and that was it. I mean, he admitted to it, but I feel like for Baker, it's like he wins, everything's great, yeah, I did what I had to do, we got the win, and then when they lose, oh, man, you know, my shoulder's bothering me, oh, I'm the most beat up I've been all season. I'm like, why, whenever you lose, there's an excuse. You don't be talking about your injuries when you win? 
so that's what I, I don't like. And then plus, we all know when you do win, it's mainly because of that O-line and run game. It's not you. You could throw nine passes in a game and complete two and still win. Because the defense is legit. And that run game is really legit. So I'm just like, you're really going off the – if they had a, just a quarterback that was just an inch better than Baker Mayfield, they would be a lot better. But I feel like his career ran its natural course. I, I just don't think – I'm not saying that he doesn't belong in the league, but next year he shouldn't be a starter. And he definitely doesn't deserve a, a contract. A renewal of what he like I'm curious of what he's expecting out of his contract and as for Harbaugh it don't matter who's coaching when you, Michigan when you're facing OSU that's all I gotta say yeah. oh, that's fair that's fair go ahead coach Natty T yeah, I mean, listen, man. Baker freaking Mayfield. I'm sound like a broken record again. Pisses me off. This whole, oh, it's Baker Mayfield. Like, you know, he was a walk on. Like, dude, nobody cares about that anymore. You were the Heisman Trophy winner. You were the number one overall pick. Okay. When you don't get it done, criticism comes. I don't want to hear any more about the daggone injuries. Because, for example, Cam Newton, number one over. I just picked him just because they have similar, like, resume builders. Well, not necessarily from an NFL perspective, but coming into the NFL. I've been trophy winner, number one overall pick. Y'all remember a few, what was that, four years ago when Cam got in that car accident and his truck flipped over, he had a cracked birthday, and then he played the following Sunday. And even during the rest of that season, they were seven and nine. He playing okay. Nobody even talked about the man was in a car accident. <laughs> yeah, you talking about your injuries. You want everybody to give you sympathy? That's not how it works, Baker. <laughs> so stop it. Um. Yeah, Jim. With Harbaugh, I feel like even if unless if he, unless if they get like embarrassed, which I think is highly possible. To Ohio State, he's probably going to keep his job because, you know, Michigan has turned into like the standards have gotten so low for the winningest program in college football history. Like just the fact that they're being mentioned now, you know, that like they're actually being ranked. They're taking that as a win. So I feel like if it's a close game and Ohio State wins, like, well, you know, we were still ranked top 10 and, you know, Prior to Jim Harbaugh, we weren't really doing anything. I'm like, well, are you trying to, like, get to that level or are you not? Because we can't stay stuck on this little mediocre level. So y'all need to make a decision. But that's my thought. a Big Ten title? No. Bro, no. how do you how, – how do you keep your job and lose? Yeah, he, he got to go through us. I mean, I'm, but I'm serious. But he hasn't even won – no, but that's the thing. He hasn't, it's not even just Ohio State. Like, he hasn't won one marquee game. He hasn't had a marquee win at all. Like, even Michigan State. Michigan State is supposed to be the little brother of Michigan, and they're like even. I mean, 
They they just gotten so desperate that like they think Jim Harbaugh is like fantastic. It's kind of similar to to Cleveland. They're like, oh, look at what Cleveland's done before Baker Mayfield. He won a playoff game last year. That's the first time in thirty years. Like, and um, I like <laughs> throw this out there too. This was alarming when I looked it up. Jim Harbaugh is what one in four in bowl games. So even when they do get a bowl game. And they are ranked, they lose. Yes. How do you like I'm saying, like, how do you keep your job and lose? Where where is that? I'm saying their standards have gotten so low. Like they're just they're just happy just being in the conversation somewhat. I guess that makes sense. That's that's disturbing, but hey. yeah. At least that's my opinion. That's why I think he hasn't been fired. And then you know, he's He's a Michigan man. He's from Michigan, all that other garbage. He's really from Toledo, but I ain't saying nothing. Right, right, right. But I mean, he went to Michigan, so they're like, you know, he, he you know, he gets Michigan and that, that, like, and y'all lost again. Who cares? Bad. I don't know. I mean, those those are my three people. I'm leaving it at that. Yeah, that, those are. I was about to put Brown on the hot seat. But, until he dropped 39. Until he dropped at 39. And I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to leave you alone, big dog. It's cool. <laughs> I had elbowed him, too. Hey, bro, what was that celebration <laughs> he was doing after that three, though? Oh, the uh, – When he was holding his, his nuts and just like yeah, – Like, what was that? <laughs> I was like, bro, you're too got, big uh, to be doing something like that. Apparently he got fined for that, too. Yeah, they uh a couple of people didn't did that before, and yeah, I think you get fined every time you do it. So he just looked weird doing it. And I also think it's because of his age and then his size at that too. I'm just like, bro, you this six nine, six ten, forty year old doing that dance down the court, like stop. <laughs> I think he well, honestly, I think he was doing. I think that was a shot at the the front office, the NBA front office, because he already kind of voiced his disagreement mm-hmm. that he shouldn't have been suspended. He's like, oh, you guys know my track record. You know, I'm not a dirty player. And then he does now he's doing stuff like that. Like, look, that's just that's just him sending a shot. I love it. It was funny though. I loved it. No, it was I thought it was funny, but in my I just how knowing how LeBron likes to operate, that was that was he was taking another shot at the at the front office. He he definitely elbowed him for he definitely elbowed him for a reason. Like we all Man, he cocked that thing back. He did it on purpose. I keep trying to tell people he did it on yeah, purpose. Yeah, like I, it was, yeah, I think it was intentional. It just wasn't, he wasn't really aiming for that area. It was more so of like trying to, like, little bro, I'm like, well, get off me. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a get off me. Like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's unfortunate that's not happening, but I mean, it happens in the game. It is what it is, but yeah, he shut me up after that thirty nine, so I'm gonna leave him alone. <laughs> they lucky that ain't happened in the garden. I'd have been like forty seven. Yeah, boy. Yeah, LeBron did the old Sam Cassell. Sam Cassell started that back in the early nineties. That that was his his little celebration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Now that's why. I mean, he did the silencer too. So he did, he did a little mm-hmm. bit of Kobe. In that game, a little bit of Sam Cassell. So, yeah, it's a good game. When I was watching that, bro, I was like, I'm gonna really miss this dude. Like, I'm really gonna truly miss this man. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I watched the NBA without him or Kobe. And when they retire, 
I'm gonna be disgusted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, that's a great hot seat, uh, Coach Pace. I'm gonna save my Michigan comments for later in the show. So in the fast five. So, but yes, Baker Mayfield. I think he's the um, he's the weak link for the Browns. I mean, I and when your weakest player is your quarterback, you're not going to be able to win championships. You can get to the playoffs. You could probably win a playoff game um, with that, just because everyone else around you is so talented. And Baker Mayfield isn't a horrible quarterback. You know, he has his games where it's like, yeah, that's why they drafted him. And then he has games like, why are you here? I'm like, what? Why are you playing right now? <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I feel bad for the next quarterback that goes through there because, like, especially if it happens immediately, because he's going to get here and be like, dang, I got to have Odell on my team if y'all were smarter and made moves sooner. But now I'm just stuck with, you know, well, I mean, you got Jarvis Landry, but, I mean, he's in and out of the lineup sometimes with injuries. And, I mean, Peoples Jones is looking pretty good, but, I mean, none of them are Odell. So it's just like you're going to have these – this team one and out if y'all keep committing to this guy. Like, I feel like if y'all give him a contract, y'all are going to have a, a few of y'all's better players. Like, Hey, like I'm not trying to resign here. Yeah, that, That's the thing. Fine. They don't have to resign him though. Cause I think, cause he has another year on left on his deal next year. Mm-hmm. And after that they can franchise him. So honestly, I think that's what they're going to do. That's I don't, he hasn't played his way to, you know, deserving like a long-term deal. Like, cause I think Lamar is definitely going to get his deal this summer for sure. But well, like, Yeah. Cause like my thing is more so like even that, like recommitting to him and like, if they put a franchise tag, like if I'm someone like Miles Garrett, I'm like, are y'all wasting my prime yeah. on this guy right here? I got to go. I just got to go. <laughs> or, or they just want to have to seriously overpay these guys. I don't think there's a way you can overpay Miles Garrett, but you know what I mean? More of the, like the decent, like above average players, you would have to over, overpay them to stay because it's like, not. Nah, I mean, you could pay me market value, but I could get market value anywhere else. And possibly nine times out of 10 is going to be a better team than this. Mm-hmm. So pay me. Yeah. All I got to say is that that Lions game last week left a lot to be desired on Baker Mayfield's end. Like there's no way. You play the winless Lions without their starting quarterback. And what was it, 13 to 10 or something like that? Like, you put mm-hmm. up, like, 13 points? Nick Chubb was crazy. That's the only reason they won. And Nick Chubb was the reason they got the 13 points. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, all right, anyways. Go ahead, Coach Natty T, with your 90 and 90. All right, so uh, first, Manchester United, they fired their coach. Thank God. Um, there's this notion out here that somehow it was Cristiano Ronaldo's fault because with him deciding to go to Manchester United and messed up Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer's plan. Let's be clear. Manchester United had no damn plan, okay? Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer should not have been the manager. Yes, he's a club ledger because he scored one goal in 1999 that won them the Champions League. But let's be clear here. When we're talking about club legends, Cristiano Ronaldo is way up here and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is way down here. So anybody who thinks that is an idiot. Number two, PSG. They lost to Manchester City yesterday, or not yesterday, on, uh, on Wednesday, I should say. 
lost on two one. So you know that's not that's not a bad loss. But uh, and again, I'll say this: I have on my jersey because I don't want to seem like um like jumping off the the bandwagon or whatever because I'm not. However, Messi and Neymar are trash. Kylian Mbappe, okay, he scored his goal, and that's fine. But those other two idiots, trash. You know why? Because they're lazy. I see Messi do this one more time. This is the. I see him do that one more time on the diagonal field. I'm gonna throw something at my TV. If Neymar dribbles one more time and goes nowhere, and then falls on the ground and starts crying like a five-year-old girl want to throw something at my TV. The two goals that Manchester City scored, it's their fault. They lose the ball, and they're walking back on defense. In the modern way of playing soccer today, you can't defend with seven. It's 11 on 11, one keeper, one keeper, and 10 field players, okay? Everybody has to play defense. And if you're not going to play defense, y'all better score four to five goals a game. And you're not. Neymar's only scored two goals this whole damn season. Two. So if you're not going to play defense, get your ass off the field. Leads me to my second or my third point, Mauricio Pochettino. Now he's been linked to, he's a PSG's coach and he's been linked to Manchester, Manchester United's new job because I think he wants to leave. Let him leave because he's too damn soft. Because if you can't necessarily like get in your player's ass, even if it's Messi, even if it's Neymar, because if they're literally going to stand there and not even try to get back on defense, take their asses off damn field. That's what should happen. So that's my 90 and 90. I'm trying to keep it calm because I would I want to say a lot of other things but my wife was mad at me because I was cursing too much while the game was going on I could only imagine what you oh, yeah, I was pissed. as a parent if your child plays soccer oh my god no well here's the thing <laughs> like, you're just gonna be blunt like listen you were trash today I'm sorry you, you <laughs> Well, it's not even because the thing is, for me, one of my pet peeves for me, it's not even just the skill part, because there were times where they played well on offense. But if you're literally just going to stand there when you lose the ball and just not even try to get back and help out, because it's not a matter of, of execution. It's a matter of just effort, simple effort things. And if you're you know, Messi, who's been portrayed to be the GOAT, the best player of all time, you don't even have the balls to get back on defense when you lose the ball? Really? And then you're playing against a team and a coach in Pep Guardiola. He's the coach for Manchester City. He's the best coach in the world. The thing is, what really pisses me off, him and Neymar played for him when they were at Barcelona. So they know the system that Pep runs. If you're, if you're an offensive player and you lose the ball and if you're not going to hustle your ass back on defense, they're going to torch you. And that's what happened. So that just tells me y'all just don't care at all. Because Neymar is too worried about partying in Paris. Now, I understand it's Paris. It's a wonderful city. There's a lot of things to do. 
but that's all he cares about. And then Messi, I think he cares about just being in Barcelona over actually playing the game. Because it's like, dude, I understand you didn't want to leave Barcelona and you want to go back eventually, but that's fine. Get on the field and play. Like, if you – does the game matter more or does Barcelona matter more? Because right now it seems like Barcelona matters more. Because you didn't retire. They didn't force you to retire. You couldn't work out the contract situation. So you had to leave. Get over it. Simple. So until that happens, they're going to lose in the next round of Champions League. I'm predicting that right now, unless something changes. I don't anticipate anything changing because – those two, a bunch of punks. So that's what I got. So should I bet on that? <laughs> I mean, you can. You're going to lose everything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, te- I'm telling you. So Because that's what I'm saying. Like, So on the surface, things look good. They've only lost two games all season, and they've tied two games all season. That's it. And then they've won the rest of them. But when you watch them play, it's not good enough. And it's just a matter of effort. Like, I would, like if it, I understand it's a new team and all that, and if it was just a matter of lack of execution, that's one thing. Like, we could, okay, like, maybe defensively, they're just not – they're running in the wrong areas or, you know, guys are just disconnected. Like, that's fine if the effort's there. But if, like, guys are just literally standing on the side of the field while the game's going on and you're the one that just lost the ball or you're the one that made a bad pass and you're just going to stand there with your hand on your hip and then jog back while the other team is just killing you down that side of the field, like, come on. Because the best example I can give is – I don't want to pick on LeBron, but it's just – that's the best example I can give because he's just a, you know, he's a GOAT level player. Like I think the most recent one is when they played Phoenix and there's that shot of him just kind of standing there, not paying attention. Mm-hmm. And then I forgot who was, who he was guarding, but you know, they just cut to the basket and LeBron wasn't even paying attention. He was just standing there looking. Mm-hmm. It was probably Bridges. It was Bridges. That's who it was. I already know. So, you know, LeBron has like, he occasionally has those lapses, right? To put it in context, Neymar and Messi, they do that the whole damn game. And I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. They're standing there. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? So that's what pisses me off. It's not the execution part. It's just if you're not going to even, like, bother to just even play the game how it's supposed to be played, then get off the field. Like Messi, maybe you should have just done a little sabbatical and just travel the world and be on the beach with you and your kids and your wife and all that. And then Neymar, if you want to go to the fashion show, go ahead. But you shouldn't be playing. Yeah. Mm. One of my favorite things to do is watch soccer with this dude. <laughs> His commentary is absolutely hilarious. I don't know for those of you that are familiar with Ted Lasso, like, yeah. Yeah, this he would be the perfect commentator. You're pretty much you're pretty much that dude from Taylor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. But that's where I'm at. So like I said, I, I have the jersey on. I still like the team, but I gotta keep it 100, man. There it is. But again, I could easily be like, oh, everything has been great. Because again, they've only mm-hmm. lost two games. That was only the second game they've lost all season. But from the start, I haven't liked what I've seen. 
again, there's just too much, too much diva, too much, all oh, you know, I'm, I'm messy. Uh, I can do what I want. Like, no, like if you're not going to play, then get off. Mm-hmm. The point of you even coming and playing, you're paying all this money for you to stand there with your hands on your hips. Like, come on, man. It's trash. So, short answer, no, do not bet. <laughs> do not bet Coach Murph on PSG moving forward. I, I might have to risk it. Risk it? Well, we'll I mean, see. No. the way things are going. Bet on them losing, I would say that. <laughs> <laughs> because they're not. Unless if something changes, they're not, they are not winning anything. So, you won't be betting on PSG to win anytime soon. But who are you betting on to win this weekend, Coach Murph? See, I know I typically do a week-by-week week thing, and I, now I'm going to have to do it because I didn't expect Coach Pace to bring them up because I was going to say one thing you should probably look into betting on is Philly winning the NFC. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I don't want to, you know, be the dead horse or anything. Sorry, Peter. But, I mean, we already talked about the schedules. I'm not going to make this long way. We talked about the schedules. We look, we're seeing that, you know, Dallas is starting to lose momentum while Philly is picking a lot of it. So, I mean, I would, that wouldn't be a bad thing to, to bet on. But outside of that, oh, yeah. And as for last week, to be honest with you, uh, I didn't bet anything last week. I was moving. I got school. I got work. I got a kid. I'm a busy man. I got a life outside of that. <laughs> so, but I didn't answer that yet. And I don't feel comfortable. So, uh, this week, we got a lot of good games, man. Uh, one of them, one of the big ones is the Bucks versus the Colts, of course. Because, uh, well, now they're talking about, you know, Tom Brady's already been in the MVP race. You got Jonathan Taylor starting to emerge and people is whispering his names amongst the uh, those other quarterbacks that are in there. There's really no other, you know, position in there. Uh, the Colts are an underdog. The Bucks haven't been looking so hot. That might be a nice little little bet to, to put on the Colts. It is a toss-up. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but it wouldn't look uh, too bad to throw that in. Kind of like a two, three pick parlay or even a solo. Uh, the other one, Steelers, Bengals. Steelers are underdogs. I mean, I know Big Ben ain't looking the greatest in the world, but I mean, that defense and, and TJ Watt and them. And the Bengals have been like up and down. Like they would lose like the most randomest and like weird games. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mike Tomlin. Oh, uh, when is if the Bengals lose this one? And lastly, the Jags are underdogs against the Falcons. And the Falcons have been looking like garbage. 
And I mean, I know Jacksonville has two. Like this is the dumpster game of the week, but for some reason, I got a little hunch that, you know, Atlanta hasn't figured out whatever the hell's going on over there these past few weeks. And I think that this would be the perfect time for Urban Meyer to to take advantage of that. So those, those are my uh, three underdog picks that you know probably want to look into betting on. Not mad at that. Not mad at that. That that Bucks Colts game, man. That's that's yeah. Hard. That's a toughie. That's a toughie. Like it, it would. I already know the game plan is going to be stack the box and let Wentz beat us. And I mean, Wentz has been looking really good as of late. A lot of it we know that is built because of the run game. But the the thing with the Bucks is that with the injuries they have in the secondary, the secondary hasn't been playing as well. If Carson plays at least like maybe seventy percent of his best, he could he could easily take that game by himself against that secondary. So, but it's still a toss up because I mean, then you're just like, all right, yeah, but you got Brady on the other end. So who knows? Fair. That's fair. You heard yeah. it first. You got Colts, Jags, and what was your other one? Uh, Colts, Jags, and Steelers. Yeah, oh yeah, Steelers over Bengals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Coach. Anissa Eagles winning the uh, NFC East. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be totally honest with you, though, as a you know, kind of like an underdog. Like cash cow bet if you win, that's actually mm-hmm. a pretty good one, actually. I think because you know, if you look looking at their schedule, I mean it's pretty favorable for Eagles. It really is. Yeah, it's literally a layup, like it's served to them on yeah. a silver platter. It's just like, yes, I mean, anything can happen any any given Sunday. But the way mm-hmm. y'all been playing and with the teams y'all have left, like outside of the Cowboys, because we know their potential and also I mean, you could say Washington because, I mean, they are a solid team and they have some some really good wins. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, nine times out of ten, you're going to be favored in all these games down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Just win them. Just win <laughs> So I do like them to at least – Cause I'm looking at I'm looking at it because let's see because really because you have Minnesota, San Francisco, Philly, Carolina, New Orleans is really kind of like they're all fighting for like kind of like that last playoff spot like mm. based on schedule I mean you know Philly Philly's in a pretty good spot because I mean San Francisco's in you know the NFC what that's just. And those they're you gotta play everybody else in the division, you know, towards the end of the season. That's just that's a tough ask. <laughs> and and on top of that, if for y'all who don't remember when they went on their Super Bowl run, it was because they were, you know, taking this underdog mentality. And even with the Cowboys playing great for stretch and not looking good as of late. The talk of the town is still the Cowboys. Like, everybody's just 100% sure they're going to make the playoffs. So all the pressure 
is when the Cowboys, while as great as Philly has been looking, nobody's talking about it. It's just like, oh, yeah, they look good. They won. But the Cowboys, and then it's just always going back to them. So I feel like that pressure of that of that $75 million on, on Dak's shoulders on top of the pressure of you're supposed to run away with this division, so somebody's going to break. Yeah. Plus, so, I, I think over the past few weeks, even though with, you know, your coach is a little, is a little weird, but it just seems like they've just kind of figured out, okay, this is what we're going to do. We, we're going to run the ball mm-hmm. with, you know, with our running back crew and with Jalen Hurts. And then, you know, Jalen, we're just going to pick our spots that you throw it. And then, you know, our defense is trying to get some turnovers and we're just going to roll with that. So it just seems mm-hmm. like everybody's just kind of on the same page. Like, this is who we are. And then this is how we're going to win. <laughs> And that's it. And sometimes, like, the simplicity of that, like, you know, it, it gets you on a good momentum. Whereas the Cowboys, they're, they're just like, well, we have this great offensive line and we have Zeke and Pollard, but, yeah, let's throw the ball with, with Dak. But then you really don't have to. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're still trying to, like, to your point, that's $75 million. And it's like, dude, like, yeah. you're paying them $75 million to win, not to – put up stats and then right. just so you, just for you guys to lose like you're paying them 75 million dollars because your franchise quarterback to win not to put up stats so there, you need to stick to what you do yeah they're they're like yeah they're, they're just trying to do both there's like hey we paid them 75 million so let's make him look like 75 million right and win in the process and like no you winning would make you look like 75 more. Yeah, just focus on that. Like, just stick to what you do. Like, time of possession, run the ball, let, you know, what they they really convert on third down really well because usually they run the ball, so it's like third and short. That can usually mm-hmm. get those passes. And then, you know, once you have your two receivers, like, yeah, you can take some shots downfield occasionally, but just stick but, to your uh, game plan, man. Like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're thinking they got too many weapons. That's all it is. Yeah, like, and, and there's too many eagles involved because, like, for the one benefit, Philly, another benefit that Philly has is there's really no eagles because it's just like huh. there's nobody that outside of Lane Johnson, like nobody stands out in, in any position. Like even Darius Slay, and like yeah. of course on offense it's the QB that gets most attention, but nobody's expecting anything about out of him. It's Devontae Smith's first season. Uh, Miles Sanders is a solid bag, but never really gets opportunity. So people don't really know how good he really is. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, that's just the makeup is just like, hey, just do your job. You know, just do your job. It's a lot easier to tell somebody like that versus like telling somebody like Amari, like, hey, you're only going to get five targets today because we're going to, you know, give CD some a lot more targets or Gallup mm-hmm. coming back and Hey, we got to try to divide this up. So you're going to have to throw the ball more, especially now I'm paying you 75 million. But then you also have, you know, the highest paid running back in the league, but he's no longer really getting touches like that. And he and Pollard getting more touches. It's like, see, this is y'all's biggest problem was y'all should have never draft CD. You should have never drafted CD Lamb. That was just like, I understand taking the best person available, but Everybody knew offensively you were already stacked. That is what threw a wrench into everything. Yeah, because he's starting so, to kind of emerge as like 
the number exactly. one. <laughs> and then you already paid Amari his you money. You already paid so Amari like, number one money. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk we'll see. <laughs> we'll see for sure. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> it's just the truth, man. The truth. It's just the truth, man. Uh, it is. It is. It is the tough truth. Um, so our next topic is we're going to talk about, it's been a very interesting season in the NFL that we had some front runners for MVP. You know, we talked about it several weeks ago. We were like, oh, we gave some predictions and we said, oh, okay, you know, Kyle, Kyler Murray. Oh, okay, Derrick Henry. We really want to see Derrick Henry get it. Unfortunately, the injury bug has kind of made its way through the NFL. So a lot of the people that we really were thinking, hey, they have legit MVP shots this season. Uh, I, they're not going to be able to win it. They're not going to be able to play enough games to actually win it. So that leaves us in the space that we're like, yo, who is going to win it then? Who's left to say that they legit have a chance to win the MVP this year? Uh, so we're each going to give our take on who maybe that person could be. So I'm going to go. Uh, I know his name is getting a lot of attention. Coach Murphy brought him up earlier. I think it's hard to argue that Jonathan Taylor doesn't at least deserve consideration, at least consideration, like high consideration for this, because the Colts made a shift in their season when they started getting him the ball more. Let's take the pressure off of Wentz. You don't have to throw the ball downfield all the time. We have a back that we're going to run through him. And then when defense kind of catches like, okay, well, we're going to try to take Taylor, then you could throw it to Pittman. You could throw it to Pascal. You could throw it to all those guys there. So, you know, he's looking good this season. Uh, 1,122 yards, uh, 13 touchdowns on the ground, uh, two through the air, um, you know, he has three 40-yard rushes and a 40-yard reception. He just changes the whole dynamic of the game. He's a tough person to tackle. I mean, he got five touchdowns against Buffalo's defense. Buffalo's defense was ranked like – it's still ranked one of the best in the league. And they let the same man score five touchdowns on him, running the ball for four of them. So, like, that – you know, he, it's nice to see like, him translating from, you know, Wisconsin Jonathan Taylor to NFL Indianapolis coach Jonathan Taylor. You're starting to see that same explosiveness, hard to tackle, great vision. And he has a, he has a really good line that's there to protect him in weapons. So, but without him, the Colts are not even in the playoff conversation whatsoever. Uh, so because of that, my vote is for right now is for Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so, Coach Pace, who do you got on yours? Um, honestly, mine was probably going to be Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie to you because I can't really think of, like, I mean, I could say Tom Brady. Yeah. But I'm like, eh, I'm not really – I'm not really – I, I don't know. They've been – they didn't win on a little dry spell, so I'm not – I'm not really all for that. So, I'm I'm leaning towards Jonathan Taylor currently. I can't think of anybody who's had a bigger impact outside of Lamar and the load he has to carry. Kyler's been out. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I just – I feel like Aaron Rodgers – with Aaron Rodgers, that running game has helped him out a whole lot. Um, 
that doesn't get enough credit, honestly. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon don't get enough credit. Yeah, twentieth ranked offense in the NFL. So Aaron, it's not like he's lighting it up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, um, who else is there? Josh Allen, he's not. I mean, he has a bunch of picks. If I'm being honest with you, Josh Allen has a crap ton of picks. Um, Matthew you Stafford, gonna, I'm not about to get on him. You gonna yeah. run through the whole NFL? I, I just, <laughs> I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like it's so hard because you can't really think of anybody that's standing out besides Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. So I'm rolling with Jonathan Taylor. Cam Newton, comeback player of the year, though. Just saying, they tried to mellow him. I, I like that. I like that for sure. Go ahead, Coach Murray. Um, I mean, I'm leaning towards Josh, <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, too. Um, I just feel like everybody has um, – like, every that, everybody that was in contention early, Brady, Dak, Kyler, um, you know, all those guys, it's just kind of like they all had these stretches where things were just like – like what's going on? It just left you confused. I mean, oh yeah, Derek Carr as well. So they just all run into like these random issues. But just to say a new name outside of Jonathan Taylor, someone else that I feel like should be in contention is Justin Herbert. He uh, he's played. You said what? I knew he was gonna say him. That was that was literally where my head was going. I was like, I know he about to say Herbert. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, he he's been playing very well. I mean. Literally, compared to everyone else, his numbers is on par with Brady's, Dax, and everyone like that. Uh, he's played really well this season. I mean, you can see that he stepped it up even from last year, um, and he's definitely a certified franchise QB. But, um, you know, I, I feel like – well, even the Chargers in general aren't talked about enough, like even like Austin Eckler and um, all those. So, like he had – and Mike Williams – uh, I mean, Keenan Allen goes without saying. I feel like he's like the most underrated, like big receiver there is in the NFL. Um, so uh, yeah, he has he benefits from a lot of weapons, but I mean, he's shown in close games, tight games that he can still compete with the best of them. So um, he would be one of my my close. Well, not close. I feel like Jonathan Taylor has like a gap on everybody at this point, but uh, he's another guy that should be be looked at. Coach Natty T, who you got? Yeah, well, let's go ahead and make it four in a row. Um, I won't add anything to what you guys said, but like if I had a top three, I think Jonathan Taylor, I think Lamar Jackson, just because what he's been dealing with. He's literally carrying the team. I know they won last week, but still. Um, and honestly, Derrick Henry, because even as great as Jonathan Taylor has been, like I think he just like didn't he just pass him in yards? Yeah, and he hasn't crazy. played the last three games. That's, bro, that's so crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, bro. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, I still have him. I know he's out, but I mean, I still have him third, just based on that. I mean, that's just that's just crazy. Um, but yeah, like. You know, see all his points with, with the quarterback. I mean, obviously, quarterback's going to get it because it just it just seems like it's, you know, it's obviously a quarterback award. But um, I, I, I'm trying to figure out this fascination with uh, with Josh Allen because I'm like, I know they won 
uh, yesterday, and you know, it was a solid win at you know at New Orleans. But I'm like, how is he still like second in MVP odds after the last two weeks he's had? I'm like, what what's the fascination in the obsession with Josh Allen? I don't I don't understand that. Because like, I'm you. sorry, you can't put up six points against Jacksonville. And how does that not even affect your MVP odds at all? That's what I don't I understand. You. I got I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I'll explain it to you. It's real simple. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? That makes no sense. Is media driven? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's number one. And then yep. number two. It's because, and I hate to I hate to pull this card, but he's white with a strong arm and he's athletic. That's it. Because we could say the same about Lamar Jackson, but they say Lamar Jackson. Well, we still don't really know if he can throw. Yeah. Like, what, <laughs> what does Buddy got to do? Like, can't Stephen A. do it with Cam Newton? Cam Newton won MVP. Yeah, like, granted, Cam Newton has had injury on top of injury, car accident. Like, but even when he was MVP, well, you know, Cam really didn't really throw, you know, I don't know. Cam can't really throw. I'm like, bro, what? Like, I don't understand what's the fascination with black quarterbacks and saying they can't really throw because they only throw for 3,500 yards, 4,000. But they'll throw for 30 touchdowns and maybe eight picks. I, I just don't understand it. It's just it's a different way to skin a cat. The only person All that right. they actually give credit is, like, Deshaun Watson. Yeah. He's there right now. So, yeah. it's kind of like – And you just call him Ruloff Pat Mahomes? I mean, Pat Mahomes is an anomaly, though. Pat Mahomes gets away with – he gets the Josh Allen treatment even though he shouldn't because what he's been doing this year is just BS, honestly, because um, he's just been throwing to the other team except as of the last couple games, but – I mean, him, I feel like him and Mahomes and Josh Allen get the treatment of, like, they can do no wrong even when they do wrong. Yeah, I – yeah, man. Yeah, that <laughs> – to your point, man, the whole Lamar can't throw thing. I'm like, dude, his MVP year, he led the NFL in touchdown passes. So, like, he can't throw. <laughs> I, I, that that just doesn't make any sense. But he can't – like – I mean, I get it. Like, okay, yeah, some of them are like red zone and all that, but still, I mean, that that's yeah. That's like the dumbest thing about yeah. Like the dumbest thing about that is they just like, oh well, you know, he can throw. He's throwing to these wide open guys because you know they're selling out on the run, and it's just like, but I'm completing the passes just because their defensive scheme is different. How is that? How am I getting penalized for that? So right. I have to throw – so I just have to stop running so they can start playing more pass protection or pass coverage so I can throw in windows just to right. prove a point that I can throw. Like, no, I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> that they're afraid of the run partially because of me. <laughs> like, right, 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 right. They're looking at me, making sure I don't leave the pocket. So I'm just going to throw it to whatever the defense gives me. That's what I take. Yeah, but – but yeah, but that's why I just go ahead and make it four in a row. I I got Jonathan Taylor, man. I, I thought I was going to be the minority in that one. We all picked Jonathan. Nah, Taylor. I mean, well, because I mean, I mean, you know, you guys can you know speak for yourselves, but you know, I like to me, it's just annoying, and I and I understand. Obviously, it's football. Obviously, the quarterback is 
you know, the most important position and all that. But I'm like, it's just all the other positions just get dismissed off the bat. Like they could be having an all-time great season. And it's just like, oh, Tom Brady. Like, well, dude, like it's like, how are you not even getting them in the conversation? Like, I understand like it's a quarterback, but still, I mean, I just get, I just get always get tired of that. Cause it just seems like nobody else matters except the quarterback, which yeah. again, the quarterback is important. Don't get me wrong. We just talked about, how Baker Mayfield's impact is, you know, bringing the, the Browns down. So there's no denying that. But still, I mean, these other players are important too. I mean, they they can win MVP also. I mean, that's still possible. Yeah, I, I've said it before. I think that there should just be a quarterback of the year award and then an MVP because it's crazy how – Derrick Henry hasn't been MVP. It's crazy how Aaron Donald hasn't been MVP. Like you have these other positions where people are blatantly saying, this is the best player in the league right now. And then you're like, oh, well, we'll just give it to the second, third best guy because it's a quarterback. And they do the same thing in college with the Heisman. Like I remember the year, I believe a quarterback won that year. But when Christian McCaffrey broke Barry Sanders' record and he's like – uh, yeah, no, really purpose yards. yeah yeah and i'm just like what <laughs> <laughs> i'm like what? like i remember me and coach pace talking about it and we we're just like oh yeah like this should be his like easy it just makes the most sense and then i forgot who won that I forgot, year. yeah i forgot who even won that year but I, I believe it was a quarterback yeah and i'm just like watch oh. it be bigger mayfield <laughs> Yo, no. Way. Roger be back Baker here. I'm, hold on, I'm about to. Look. Oh, yeah, I definitely gotta look this up now. Because they're both. Yeah, you know, both four. Yeah, four years. In it. it might. It might have been Baker. Man, if it's oh man, Bro, don't do this. It's <laughs> <laughs> that same. Oh year, wait, wait, wait. No. It was uh, Derrick Henry. Derek. Oh no, uh, no, yeah, okay, yeah, Derrick Henry. Yeah. Okay. Still. Yeah, but even yeah, but still by. like. Yeah. Still deserved it over because the the thing on Henry is like if you give the man the ball 35, 40 times a game, yeah, he's gonna get all those times. Because Alabama just kept giving he was he was getting a lot of run a lot of uh, rushes per game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I see his carries in high school? No. Yes. That that's. That just wasn't even fair. They should have just let him in college, like when he was a freshman in high school. Seriously, that was they said that was child abuse. Yeah, I, I think it was too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was absurd. Yeah, like one season, I think he had like four hundred fifty carries, something like that. They don't even do I, that in the field. Man, I, if my kid played defense, I'm like, y'all playing who? Nah, you injured this week. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it literally Man. looked like his um his commercial for um what's it for Old Spice and he's like oh uh, yeah it was like, like all to him. yeah literally that was his high school take literally <laughs> college too yeah yeah college yeah yeah true yeah so just just to be clear for those are people that are out there that were like oh well you know what were their stats that Derrick Henry. Got 2,219 rushing yards and 28 touchdowns. 
and McCaffrey just running was 2019 and eight touchdowns. But that doesn't um, account for um, his touchdowns through the air. Because McCaffrey got 645 receiving yards and five touchdowns. And Henry only got 91 receiving yards and didn't get any touchdowns that same year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And Christian McCaffrey admittedly said recently that it still bothers him that Derrick Henry got It bothers me too. Like, if I, how, do I, how do I create history and I don't get rewarded for it? Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's again, it's. It, it's the, the Alabama effect right there. So, yeah. it is what it is, man. So, I know Christian McCaffrey is disappointed about that, but we're disappointed in some things too. So, part <laughs> the next topic is going to be uh, our biggest disappointment um, or surprise this year in the NFL. I'm going to say, you know, I'm not going to belabor the point. We did talk about them earlier. It's the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. Biggest disappointment. Because it, it, at least like when the Cowboys disappoint, it hurts me more. But like I've seen it for so many years, it's just like okay, those are just the Cowboys. But the Browns have struggled. You know, their struggles have been more like they couldn't get the right nucleus together. You know, they've never even had close to the talent that the Cowboys have had over the last what 25, 27 years, right? So it makes sense. It made sense, but I, I'm just like extremely, extremely disappointed in the Browns' output this year. Uh, even when they won, like I said, they beat the Lions thirteen to ten. Like I, you're playing Nick Boyle, like you should blow the Lions off the field, off the field. And so I. I Stuff like that. The Patriots, they got waxed by Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones? You got waxed by Mac Jones? That boy, Mac Jones. Like, I, there's just some of these, you know, like the Chiefs game, I, you know, that was a shootout. That makes sense. Like, there's some of their losses. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, that, that comes with the territory sometimes. But there are teams that they should be beating that they have not beat or that they barely beat. And the reason why they've won those games, you also put things in the context, is because of, of their running game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but could I do I feel comfortable handing the ball to Baker and say, go ahead and win us this game? No, like over the, his, his time, he's only shown us maybe once or twice that he could do that with the ball in his hands. Um, and I, I also say the Cincinnati game was a shock for some people, but Joe Burrow did throw a pick six. He threw two interceptions, like, you know, right then and there, and the one was a pick six. That's way that they ended up being a major difference in that game. I, you know, and he did, the, he had a good one last year against the Titans, where that was the game where it's like, okay, Baker got him that game because he was slinging the ball over the field. But most weeks I'm like, where is that? Like, where is that gunslinger that was so, you know, hefty lauded in college? Still in college. Still in college. (laughs) (laughs) With Lincoln Riley, right? (laughs) Still in there with Lincoln. Yeah. So, Browns are my biggest disappointment because, mostly because of Baker Mayfield. Their defense has played well uh, and has actually kept them in the game a lot of times. Uh, So, 
and they deserve some credit for those wins. But yeah, that when you go and you build up that hype and you hang in there with the Chiefs last season, a lot of us were coming into the season like, yo, like they might be able to at least get two playoffs games. Now I think they're lucky if they win one. Actually, they'll be lucky. Exactly. They'll be lucky they didn't make the playoffs with that. Um, yeah, so that's that's it for me on that one. Uh, Coach Pace, who do you have on yours? Wait, can I say something really quick, which is really funny? Go ahead. Uh, I just instantly thought of, <laughs> of Coach Daddy T just referring back to Lamar Jackson, how you said, like, oh, Baker showed us that time where, you know, he could take over a game. Was it him taking over the game or was it the defense selling out on the run game? Because, you know, nobody wants to give Lamar credit for that because yeah. it's just one man. I mean, Hunt, Chubb, you, you got to prep for that. Shoot, even Johnson when he was covering. So that's all. Nobody wants oh. to say that when it comes to Baker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they really didn't miss a beat on the ground when both those guys are out, which is – Fantastic, but that's their offensive line, and that's talented mm-hmm. running backs, um, and it's been good coaching. So everything, but but Baker, <laughs> it's like yeah, good defense, good coaching, good running, good offensive line. Oh, yeah, no Baker, no Baker. See, they the Browns should have had the Rams mentality when they're just like, hey, we're great everywhere else, but golf, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, even Sean McVay, he said it. He was just like, yeah, no, nah, our quarterback can't be playing like that. And then brought in Matthew Stafford shortly after. Go ahead, Coach. So bad. Even the even Dan Campbell, the Lions coach, is like, yeah, we need better production out of the quarterback position. And they only haven't won a game. It's like, dang, dog. Man, that's bad. <laughs> but um, biggest disappointment, I'm going to go, I'm going to go off the, off the radar. Um, I'm gonna say Seattle. Mm-hmm. Seattle's been pretty, pretty bad this year. Like, and I specifically can look at Russell Wilson as well, because um, Russell Wilson ain't looked the same. Uh, granted, he's been out with the finger, but first of all, 19 hours a day. <laughs> that 19 hour rehab. Listen, I, I, I like I told said, you, I'm, he was well deserved on that bench last week. I'm telling y'all. Fabrication, bro. Like, I just, I don't know what's in the water over there. I don't know if Pete Carroll. I just don't know. Like, they not a hit no more. Like, they just can't get it together. They can't block for Russell Wilson. Chris Carson is basically what I am—a couch potato because he. Ain't <laughs> um, yeah, I might as well throw me back there at running back. I could, I could play two games get your 50 yards, a touchdown, and then be injured for the rest of the season because that's what he do every year. So it's kind of like he, him, um, D.K. Metcalf, listen, I ain't seen D.K. Metcalf in a long time, I promise you. Mm-hmm. only reason I know he's on the field is when he take off his helmet and I see his hair. Outside of that, I don't know when he's on the field because I don't remember last time he scored a touchdown or did anything positive. Um, yeah, his best highlight is him running in the Olympic trials. Exactly. I, I thought I thought she was gonna say him chasing down uh, Buddha Baker. Hey, last last year. Year. That was, yeah. <laughs> That's the last thing I remember. <laughs> I mean that defense. That defense isn't really great. Um, honestly, the best 
they looked the best when Geno Smith was out there, which is pretty pretty bad. <laughs> so, I, I mean, though, I'm I'm, I'm a rival. Like, I'm a Rams fan. They're our rival. Whatever. I'm re- actually really disappointed in them this year. They stink. Yeah. Pete's got to go. Like, yeah, Pete, Pete, Pete it ain't go. hitting the same no more. After that Super Bowl loss, bro. That, they, I immediately said, when they decided to throw the ball on the one-yard line in the Super Bowl, I say he's got to go. He's got to go. Like, you can't make that decision at that moment of time in that game. You can't. You can't. And expect to keep your locker room. You cannot. You cannot. Because he lost the locker room that night. I ain't listening to Buddy no more. I wouldn't listen to Buddy no more. He'd be like, hey, we about to run this play. Nah, we running what I want to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a good one. That's a good one. Seahawks, I expected them to be a lot better too. A lot better too. Uh, Coach Natty T, who do you have on this one? Yeah, so actually, my my biggest surprise is the Eagles, man. To be totally honest with you, like other five and six, <laughs> but I think my because <laughs> I like Jalen Hurts, I thought they were going to be horrible. I thought it was going to be like. Jacksonville, like Texans level bad. Like, I really did. And I felt bad for Jalen Hurts because I'm just like, man, this dude has like, he's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, you know, Alabama, then the whole Tua situation. And then, you know, he had a decent season at Oklahoma. And then he comes to Philly and then they kick Carson Wentz out. But like, is he really like that good? And then if he doesn't have a good season this season, you know, they're going to blame it on him, even though he doesn't really have any weapons. So for them to be five and six and to be like, like actually alive and to actually have a chance of making the playoffs, I'm totally shocked by that. So again, that's probably me just thinking it was going to be such a horrible season. <laughs> hey, I thought it was going to be horrible, too. I was, I, I was like, man, dude, I'm like, they have no weapons. I mean, this is going to be this is going to be disastrous. So so, again, I know their record is five and six. So that doesn't look, you know, sexy in terms of like being surprising. But it looks sexy in the NFC East, maybe. Yeah. It was even like because when what really kind of broke it down for me, too, like if you really look at their losses, I mean, you know, 49ers, yeah, but lost to the Cowboys, lost to the Chiefs, lost to the Buccaneers. I mean, lost to the Raiders. I mean, but I mean, hey, the Raiders just beat the Cowboys. So that's not a hor that doesn't look like a horrible loss. Um, and then, you know, they lost to the Chargers. That's not a bad loss either. And even in those losses, like Trying to think. Let me see. Let me see. It's well, a 49ers was a winnable game. Yeah, because the Cowboys game, like, yeah, that, that definitely got out of hand. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Chiefs got out of hand, but I mean, they play the Bucks tough. That Raiders game was kind of going either way. Chargers 27-24. I mean, they played them tough. So it wasn't like they just got completely embarrassed. So that's been my most surprising team. And then, yeah, my disappointment was with Seattle as well. Yeah, man, because as much as I agree with you guys on Pete Carroll, like, look, Russ, I'm not going to talk about the finger, but similar <laughs> to Aaron Rodgers, if you're going to kick up that much dust in the offseason, like, <laughs> like when you come out on the field 
it has to be like unequivocally like it has to be not debated that it's not you you know what i'm saying like if you're gonna kick up that much dust is yeah man russell ball man but the rest of the team i don't know but like now it's looking like man i don't know this whole like let russ cook movement ever since that's happened like it's just kind of because he was on that MVP kind of wavelength at the beginning, like for the first half of the season last year. And then it was like, yeah, we should let Ruff cook. And then it just kind of just faded oh, right now. Yep. Really, ever since then, he hasn't really played to that level. So that's why, you know, I'm definitely disappointed. Because, again, if you go – I know he technically didn't say he wanted to get traded. But, bro, that, that's coming from your camp. Dude. Like, it, that just didn't come out of nowhere, this whole list of teams and – well, I don't want to get traded, but, you know, if the Cowboys or New Orleans, like, dude, come on, man. <laughs> like, don't, don't do that. So if you're going to do all that, like, you need I'm to make saying. sure that it's not you. And it's clear that it's not you, that it's everybody else. It's not you. And this year, eh, I don't know. So those are my two disappointments and surprises. Uh, shoo. Well, I guess my disappointing team is more so of a, a self-deserving one for me having hope. Uh, my biggest disappointment is the Carolina Panthers. I went in going into the season saying like, hey, this is about to be a revival of Sam Darnold. It was Adam Gase while he was trash with the Jets. Matt Rule is a, a really good coach. I mean, he's not the greatest, but he's definitely above average. Um, that defense was looking really good in the beginning. You got Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you got Curtis Samuels. You got Roby Anderson. Or not Samuels, but you got um, – why did I just draw like, his name? DJ Moore. Yeah, you got DJ Moore. So I'm just like, y'all are built to succeed. And then 65. Um, also, I mean, y'all messed up where now, you know, I mean, Coach JP3, you said a couple weeks ago, you're paying your replacement, replacement's replacement, and the replacement of the person that you meant to be replacing. Like, it's a mess <laughs> at the mess. QB position. You're a mess. But all in all, you ended in the right spot, can So that's a definite. But I definitely expected a lot more from them. And then I, I'll just put that, I'll give that to the Baltimore Ravens, just for them to still be in contention with the division and literally just be Lamar and company. And it was really like that always. It's always really been like that when you think of like receiving core and stuff like that, I mean, they always had a solid running game. I, mean, I can't take nothing away from JK Dobbins uh, and Gus Edwards, but it was pretty much like him, his running backs. And that was the team. And then their defense was always solid. Um, but for them to be doing as well as they're doing with, like, it just lets me imagine if, you know, they did have their backs and also had, I mean, they lost Marcus Peters. So, I mean, if they had all those players, I think they will be running away with with their division right now. 
Child. Yeah, that was my that was second surprise on my list, but yeah, again, for me the Eagles, I just I thought so bad. I just had to go. <laughs> but yeah, but all the injuries with Baltimore, man, like yeah, for them to still and they've kind of been up and down a little bit, but but rightfully so. I mean, they got like their second and third string dudes out there. Like there's there's a reason why you were second and third string. <laughs> so you know, for them to be still, because they're what? They're six and three right now? I think seven, right? Yeah, seven. Wow. Yeah. 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 So that's that's impressive. Yes. That is impressive. But right. just a random thought. Y'all think Stephen A got some against Lamar? Man, what? I don't really be watching for a thing like that anymore. I'm just a excuse guy. I don't, but like, I don't. Yeah, I don't watch it either. Certain topics, I just be like, I watch. I watch if they mention Lamar because I just like, I just like to see what people say about Lamar. Yeah. And the only person that says anything good seems to be like Shannon. Yep. And maybe Skip here and there. Skip. Yeah, Skip. Skip likes. Skip likes. Uh, I say Skip likes Lamar. Lamar. Yeah, he likes him. He's a fair grader of Lamar, but. I just like to see what other people in the media say. And I just feel like every time we talk about Lamar, Lamar could Lamar could have a game like he did against Derek Carr when they came back. And Stephen A is still say something bad about Lamar's game. So I just always I always was like, is I feel like is Stephen A trying to get this man out of getting paid? Like, are you trying to mess with a man's money? Man, I I don't listen to Stephen A because nobody. I think especially with this role that they've given him as being kind of like the all everything for ESPN. Like at this point, he's playing a role. Like his takes aren't really. There's no authenticity in in any of his takes to me. Like to me, he it, they've gone strictly, you know, full blown entertainment mode with him. Yeah. So pretty much that's what his takes are based on and not necessarily like fact because no. the fact that him and michael irvin are on was it every every monday or it's every tuesday or every I'll monday watch. like i watch those two like i've seen a few clips and i'm like they're saying absolutely nothing like one just yelling and then another one just yelling and it's like dude you're supposed to be analysts like you're not giving anything I don't learn so, anything from that segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just pure, it's purely an, an entertainment type of thing, which I get from an ESPN standpoint, because again, at the end of the day, they're a business and they're about getting eyeballs watching at what because when did, when does the show come on at 10 or 10 30, whenever it comes on? So that's that's what their responsibility is. They don't really care if there's no substance in it, they just care about what those ratings look like. So He's just going yeah. full entertainment mode. So I don't really yeah. – I just think that's what he does when he's talking about Lamar because that's just kind of like a tape that he can run with. I mean, I just need to do that with ease. Like, they're entertaining, but they analyze things. That's what I yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I still – out of the two shows, I still watch Undisputed more because as crazy as Skip Bayless is, <laughs> like, he'll at least give you, like, his, like – points or whatever like you know stats or whatever even though he may be pulling stuff that's like ridiculous and it's like skip like dude stop but 
he's at least giving you like some pointers behind it. Stephen A is just pure like, oh, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, he need to throw the ball better. Okay, that was an argument four years ago. <laughs> like, what what else do you got? Well, you know, if he keep running the ball, he gonna get hurt. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that was what they've been saying four years ago. Like, give me something else. Like, at this point, he's been one of the most durable players in the NFL. So, what else you got? Nothing. Y'all here trying to start B. Y'all trying to make it, you know, the coach's box versus first take. Hey, listen, I'll take – you want to put that on a parlay? Put the coach's box down on that one. Yeah, <laughs> take that you one. bet on that. You can yeah, bet, on, bet that. on that one. We come with more facts, research, and everything. <laughs> everything. He just right, got the name. Man. That's it. That's it. All I know is we not seeing J.J. Reddick on ESPN no more. <laughs> J.J. Reddick is done. Wait, what, what, happened with, what happened with J.J. Reddick? Oh, uh, is this like an after pod talk? Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. yeah. I don't want us to run, run no crazy. Time. But side note, though, you notice though when people like, like for instance, um, when Skip was still on ESPN, and then like Bomani Jones filled in one day, and he like torched him. He did. He was never on there again. Yeah. And you notice that Stephen A, like if they have people on there that come in and like really give you like fact-based stuff, and it's just like he has no comeback, he's like, Yeah, we can't have him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's just him, Irvin, and Perkins. <laughs> Kendra Perkins. Yeah, that's why you have yeah, he has Kendra Perkins on there. It's like, bro. Oh gosh. All right. Well, we're gonna get out of here with our fast five. We're gonna pick the winner and pick the score. A lot of great games this weekend. We're going to start with Titans at Patriots. Yes, A.J. Brown is out for the Titans. That that hurts the Titans' chances a little bit, but still a really close game going there. I'm going to go ahead and pick – I'm picking the Patriots. They're in Foxborough. Um, Julio hasn't really leapt – you know, leaped off the map except for that one game. No A.J. Brown, no King Henry in the backfield. I can't really depend on Tannehill and, you know, the the background dancers to the Jackson 5 at the receiving core to be able to – It's not even that. It's not even that. It's it's like the background dancers to somebody else, like the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, like, you know, like back there to be able to to be – uh, Belichick, Mac Jones, and, you know, the Patriots' defense has always been solid. They're bend and don't break. Uh, but first, you got to be able to bend them first. And I don't even know if the Titans are going to be able to put enough pressure to even make it uh, too difficult for, for the Patriots. So I got the Patriots winning uh, 27 uh, to 17 over the Titans. Uh, so, uh, Coach Nighty who do you have? Yeah, I, with you, I got the Patriots. I, I have it closer at 24-21 uh, because I got to give the Titans credit, you know, even, you know, without Derrick Henry and obviously no A.J. Brown. But they've been – it's been kind of – at least on offense, it's been a little clunky. Um, but I think it will be a close game. I think what will happen, Ryan Tannehill will make a mistake because he's thrown a lot of interceptions. So I think, you know, with Belichick's defense, they'll force him into some sort of – Turnover, either fumble or interception, and then they'll be able to squeak it out by a field goal. At that Texans game, I was like, how you how you throw it that many times to the Texans? Like their receivers haven't caught that many passes this year. 
Anyway, all right, go ahead, Coach Pace. Um, I'm going Patriots, uh, 28-17. Got it, got it, Coach Murphy. I'm going Patriots, 30-13. All right, roll on Patriots. This one, I do not know at all. Bucks at Colts. Uh I'll go. Colts go are 33, <laughs> Bucks 28. <laughs> All right. Um next, Coach Pace, do you have this one? Um yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go. <clears throat> uh Colts 27, Bucks 25, 24. Okay, Coach 92. I'm gonna go Bucks 28-24. It's only because Gronk's back for um, oh, yeah, Tampa, Gronk. so I feel like that will kind of get them back on track. Yeah, I have Bucks um, and a close one, um, thirty to twenty-seven. <sighs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, feel that's, like a, that's a tough one, man. That's, that's a tough game right there. I'm looking forward to watching it. That's supposed to be yeah. great. Yeah, that's gonna be that should be a good game for sure. Yeah. Another great game on the agenda. Rams at Packers. That's not gonna be a great game. I'm just let you know that now. Coach Page, you can go first on this one. Rams. I don't care what the score is. <laughs> it's a W. It's a W. I love it. I love it. Coach Natty T. Uh-oh. I'm going Rams because no analysis, but Aaron Rodgers, you showing your crusty ass foot on the back <laughs> one press conference? Like, no, I, nah, Rams. Again, I don't care what the score is. I just got Rams. Okay, Coach Murphy. <laughs> I got I got Rams thirty five twenty three. All right, I got. Packers 3330. You're ops, cuz. Hey, man, remember. As a matter of fact, last week. Yeah. Don't mute all your mics. No, don't even do this. I will will do another apology at the end of this episode, I promise. But it's it's because they're in Lambeau Field. And so I figured that the Frozen Tundra always brings some type of competitive advantage. You know, to the game. Though LA, you know, Stafford's struggling. Listen, Odell used to play in New York. It gets cold there too. They'll be all right. Yeah. But Stafford got to get him the ball first. Listen, Lambo, Dick LeBeau, <laughs> Air Show, Rant. It don't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, simple. it's simple. I don't. Oh, uh, another great game, the Sunday Nighter, is Browns at Ravens. Um, I have Ravens in this one, um, 27 to 20, 24. I'll do 24 on this one. Uh, I think Lamar uh, is going is going to have one of his best games of the season, even against a good Browns defense. He'll have another slow first half, but he'll pick it up in the second half. I don't think Baker's going to be able to figure out the Ravens defense in enough time to actually win. So, uh, Coach Murph, who you got? I'm going to go Ravens, 31-17. Coach Pace? 
Um, Ravens. Hey, y'all, I got a dip. But all I'm going to say real quick, no Bucks. James, I can't wait to see the apology. Um, y'all be easy, man. Bucks by 100. That's all I'm going to say. Bucks by 100. Bucks by 100. You're probably not too far off. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's fair, Coach Pace. All right. Coach Dan. Right. Uh, see. You got the Ravens too? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just got a closer game. I got 2017. 2017. I think, you know, if Nick Chubb's playing, Browns will be in the game. Yeah. Uh, Kareem Hunt's supposed to be back as well, coming off IR. Yeah. Yeah. I got him in my fantasy league. I'm sitting in the IR for so long, and I've been letting people know, like, hey, because, you know, I got, listen, my running backs, I got Cordero, I got Saquon, and I got Kareem Hunt. So, you know, we, we looking good over there. Looking <laughs> good. In the church league, I got Jonathan Taylor, James Robinson, and uh, Kareem Hunt. So, yeah, they've been putting some good. Yeah. Jonathan got me 50 by himself last night. I was like, okay. Anyway, um, all right. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to preface this by, you know, for those of you that follow the Coach's Box uh, IG, uh, I issued a, a very heartfelt apology. I, I picked Michigan State to upset the Buckeyes. And so what had happened was, like, you know, I had some Benadryl before the episode started and, you know, it kicked in, right? So I wasn't in my right mind. I wasn't in my right mind when I picked. Mm-hmm. No, but for real, I um, I thought Stroud would struggle a little bit and I thought this would be um, a, a signature win for Michigan State because people have had, a lot of people have had trouble stopping them. Uh, OSU is not the best against the run. Michigan State runs the ball really well. Uh, so I thought, you know, even if OSU won, it would be a close game, and it was not close at all. Uh, so I apologize to, you know, I'm sitting here from my humble house in Columbus, Ohio, apologizing to all the Buckeye fans out there. I was wrong. You know what? But I'm not going to be wrong two weeks in a row. I learned my lesson. Plus, Michigan is is mediocre when it comes to playing Ohio State. So I have OSU beating Michigan. Um, I'm going to go 37 to 24. 37? 37 to 24. Man, OSU 56 to 28. 21. 25. You're about to dog stomp <laughs> Go ahead, Coach Nettie Yeah, I got Ohio State. I got like 41-21. There it is. Well, not a lot of debate on that one between us. We pretty much are on on most of the same teams here. Um, but you never know what may happen. I I think the OSU game is in the books as long as everyone does their job for OSU. But, you know, these NFL games, we've had some some, some shockers. I said that the Texans won last week. You know, yeah, Washington beating – uh, the Bucks a few weeks ago. You had the Jags beating the Bills earlier this. You know, so there's that's why NFL puts out some of the greatest product out there uh, for us to uh, us to watch. But that's it for us uh, this week. Hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Uh, we'll be back next week with a very a very special episode. Um, 
opening up our season two. So thank you for all those that have been rocking with us through season one. We appreciate all the love that's been shared uh, from country to country, all the you know topics that people have been sending us and just the love being shown. So appreciate y'all. Couldn't do it without y'all. See y'all next time. Peace. Peace.